If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. And welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Summit. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I'm once again delighted to be with you. So as the fall moves on and and we start approaching winter and the new year, one thing is uh, is top of my mind, and that's uh, the launch of the Association of Vacation Rental Owners and the, let me go back to that again, the Association of Vacation Rental Operators and Affiliates, AVROA. Some weeks ago, I went to Chicago to attend a board meeting of AVROA, the Association of Vacation Rental Operators and Affiliates, and met some great people there. As, as you know, I love to meet up with vacation rental owners, managers, suppliers, face-to-face, you know, just coming back from the VRMA, uh, Nash, uh, VRMA National Conference in Orlando, I'm sort of still filled with all these conversations I had with, with people that are passionate about our industry. I, I find it really motivating, energizing, and I always come away from these, these sessions just ready to go with new information and new ideas. So, so actually meeting with this group of very motivated people in Chicago uh, at the uh, at the end of August was such a end of August beginning of September was such a great opportunity to sit down and talk nothing but vacation rentals for an entire day. Very focused day it was as we put together the framework for Avroa for its launch in January of 2018. Now, there were some people there that I, I already knew, of course, Rod Fitz, um, who is the founder of Avroa, Ralph Morehouse, who I've known for a number of years as a very passionate advocate of networking in vacation rentals. Ralph, is, Ralph goes to every conference that just about that I've ever been at. And and he's going to be treasurer of Avroa, so it was good to meet up with him. I reconnected with Jason Beaton, who who you know is or oh, the vacation rental formulas expert in digital marketing. And Jason is the chair of the marketing and membership committee, along with Annie Switzer. Um, but there were some new people, people I hadn't met before. That uh, at, at that session, who I was very happy to to meet and chat to and find more out about. Um, Darren Pettyjohn from Proper Insurance. Darren's been on the show, and it was great to meet him face to face. Larry Grossman, who owns a number of condo properties down in my favourite place, Gulf Shores, and also the founder of trips.com or tripz.com however you wish to pronounce it t-r-i-p-z.com um 
Ryan Liebentrip. And Ryan is, is one of those just energetic, really passionate people who, who has a great involvement in the business and is taking that to the next level. Uh, Ryan operates a company called HolidayRentals.com, which is a, a luxury property management company in Scottsdale, Arizona. If anybody's been down to Scottsdale, you know there are some fabulous properties down there. I remember years and years ago, I went on a road trip with, with some friends, and these friends had friends in Scottsdale, and we were scheduled to go visit them at their home. And I really didn't give it a second thought. It was just like really nice. We were going out to dinner at these uh, at our friend's friend's place, and I was looking forward to it. What I had not prepared myself for was the drive up into up into the hills of Scottsdale, gated driveway, you know, where you have to press the buttons to go in. You see all these things on the movies where these big gates appear and you have to press uh, the code to get in and the gates slowly opened and we drove up to this, this house. Now, let's start with the fact that it had a quadruple garage. You know, four doors. I mean, big, big garage with four separate doors. Now, and I'm sort of pretty much on the wow at that point. And then the house itself was just phenomenal. It was, you know, it's one of the most luxurious places I have ever, ever visited. It had wonderful windows that overlooked um, Phoenix. And so you had all the lights of Phoenix spread out in front of you. And then the swimming pool, which, of course, an infinity pool. So when you swam to the edge, you were just as it was as if you were on the edge of a cliff and just looking out over these lights. It was, yeah, one of one of the most spectacular places I homes I've ever had the privilege of of going to. And it's these types of homes that Ryan represents with his company HolidayRentals.com. So it was it was a delight to meet Ryan to talk to him about his luxury properties and also the um, you know what what trips is all about. So I asked him to come on the show to give us his insights into where he thinks the vacation rental business is at at the moment. I wanted to talk to him about some real operational stuff about a luxury property. Does a luxury property have to be multi-multi-million? Or can we just include luxury in a more modest property, but by making it luxurious in some smaller ways? So I'm just interested in the whole concept of the word luxury. So without further ado, let's go on over to my conversation with Ryan Liebentritt of HolidayRentals.com. Welcome, Ryan. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a pleasure for uh, me to be here and uh, to me to be representing Holiday Rental. Well, it's I, I looked at your... Uh, I spe- it's one of those things, you know, it's like armchair... What do they say? Armchair traveling. But uh, um, I, I spent a wonderful hour, I guess, just 
strolling through your website and looking at some of these amazing properties that uh, that you have on there. I mean, this the, these are truly luxury, right? Yes, we are fortunate enough to have um, a lot of great partnerships with owners, um, and they're all exclusive partnerships with these luxury homes in the Scottsdale area. Um, it allows us to offer a lot of uh, great experiences to our guests. So how did you get into the business in the first place? Uh, you know, I was uh, actually, I started as a real estate investor and I um, happened to own one of the uh, the luxury properties and was looking for a property management company. And I just kept running into the same thing over and over. People were mismanaging it and they were, uh, and I really wasn't transparent management um, in regards to fees and uh, who the guest was in the home. And it made me try it on my own. Uh, and that's really how I got into it. And then uh, I started picking up properties um, on uh, from other people in the luxury market that saw there was a need for, you know, the correct kind of management and uh, guest experience. When you when you say the correct type of management, what, what, what does that mean? What was it about the property management companies that you had dealt with um, prior to going into the business yourself that, that – you uh, you you felt needed to be changed. Uh, one of the biggest things was you know transparency with who the guest was and what fees they were collecting. Um, you know I want to know who's going to be in my property, especially if you're going to turn over a three or four million dollar property um, over to uh, you know a group of of guests that you don't know. Um, you know when when it is something as personal as a home or an asset you have, uh, you know it is nice to know who's in it. Um, and that it's going to be taken care of. Um, the second reason was, you know, fees. Uh, you know, they, you know, they're saying that we were booking at a certain rate, but not telling me that there was a plethora of other fees that weren't being um, essentially uh, carried on to the homeowner. Uh, you know, that they, they would give you a certain percentage of the fees that they said were homeowner fees, and then their the additional fees would go to the management company. I didn't think that was uh, really transparent and honest. So I decided to start doing it on my own. So what are you now doing that is that is different? You know, I, I can understand that you're, you're, you're being more transparent um, and that you're sharing more information. Is, is there anything else that stands you ab- above the rest of the property managers in, uh, in, in, that, uh, in that area, in the sort of luxury market? In the luxury market, you know, we, uh, what we do is we allow uh, our homeowners to take advantage of all the extra amenities we offer are included in our price. So the homeowners essentially take advantage of the increased booking price or the increased home price um, because of those amenities. Uh, so instead of charging outside of the room rate um, for those amenities, we include them in the room rate and include the owners in the proportion of that. Um, revenue. Mm-hmm. So essentially, we're not charging for all the extra services above and beyond and outside the room rate. We are sharing that with the uh, homeowner. Okay, I'm sure they appreciate that. Yes, uh, we, we do. We do believe, uh, you know, our um, the, the rates we get are 30 to 40% above any other, you know, essentially vacation rental rates in town. Um, but we really don't try to sell a uh, home or commodity, we try to sell an experience. Uh, you know, the the luxury market is much more about an experience than it is just about the home. Any type of home, really, could you could give that luxury touch to 
um, that allows it to be kind of called the in the within the luxury market. So, so what when when you're talking about experiences, um, just expand on that a little bit. What what does that mean? What what are you going to be offering these these guests that uh, that they might not otherwise get? You know, I mean, we we really try to treat or treat every guest unique. Um, it really starts, and I tell uh, you know everybody that we do business with when it comes to the host or it comes to the guest. Um, you know, it starts with the first phone call when they call into our company, letting them know who we are, what we offer, and fitting them into the right home for their needs that trip. Um, you know, the it, it the you know a trip may be different um, when it's with the family or when it's with a group of guys golfing, um, or it's uh, you know a mother's getaway where they want peace and quiet. I mean, so it starts with placing the guest in the right home. And then it starts with making sure that you're following up with that guest throughout the process, whether it's the call 30 days prior to arrival, the two day prior to arrival, and the day after check-in call. Um, Those kind of services and those kind of um, amenities starting right there with just communication, uh, you know, really gets a step towards that luxury uh, product. So, so what have the OTA changes in recent years, months, weeks, what have they done to impact the way you're operating? Because they're making it so much more difficult to, first of all, to have this, um, to have, to, to have an, any understanding of what, of the nature of the group at the start. Um, and, and secondly, to be able to connect with them to the extent that you want to. So how, how are you managing that? Um, you know, it, and we're managing it, you know, day to day right now. Um, it is that it has been very challenging um, and a little problematic uh, for us because we do commit to talking to every single guest before we book them or before we run a credit card. Um, the OTAs have made that very difficult. Um, we try to do a very good job vetting them through the limited communication that is allowed on the OTAs um, and you know, such as Homeway's new policies or um, Airbnb's, you know, policies that have been there for two years. Um, we have we definitely do more bookings outside of um, those those OTAs due to the uh, lack of communication uh, allowed. So, you know, as you as you say, what are we doing? We are making sure that we're we're increasing our ad spends outside of it. Um, you know, we do have a niche market, so we can um, up our Google or our AdWords ad spend. Because we have a very niche market, so we can make sure that we're using um, keywords and uh, making sure that we're really targeting the guest we want. A lot of the guests are, being, are very frustrated that they can't talk to somebody and call somebody, so they are looking at their, they're looking elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this this is something that impacts my own um, property management company because it's it's something that we it's it's one way that we sell our services to new owners is that we screen your guests. We make sure they're the right match to the property. And, you know, now we've all, you know, now the, the OTAs are sort of like bringing us to a screeching halt on that because we, we, we want names and ages of, of all our guests. We want to know if, if it's a group of 23-year-olds or if it's our perfect group, which is grandparents, parents and children. Um, and the OTAs have made that increasingly difficult to capture that information before um, a booking is made. So it is impacting our owner acquisition process. And it's quite interesting how, you know, one, this small change can make such a, a, a major impact um, on a business such as this. 
Yeah, and it, that's very true. And you know, it, I I tell you know if if it's me doing um, answering uh, you know our guest services phone or you know our our villa specialist phone or even talking to our owners. I mean, the first thing I tell anybody is we discriminate. And when I talk about that, I mean, we don't discriminate in regards to race or sex, but what we will do is we will make sure it's the right group for the right house and the group fits a house. And, you know, it, not only do the owners like that, but the guests like that because the guests know that they're not going to have a bachelor party that was checking out right before them and destroyed the house. They know that the house is going to be the way it was pictured when it's when they check in. Um, so a lot of guests are like, that's a big relief. We just want to make sure that the house is in the same condition that you're showing us on your website when we come to check in. And I said, you know, the one way we do that is by making sure that we discriminate and we make sure that we have the right guests checking into the right homes. Um, we're not going to let a 19-year-old kid check into a $10 million home on the side of Camelback Mountain. It just isn't, it isn't a good fit. Um, it won't allow us to deliver a good product to the next guest. And I heard somebody say recently, well, you know, an 18-year-old isn't going to have that sort of money. Well, one might not, but 20 pulled together might be able to, to do it. Very true. And you'd be surprised um, how many of them have their parents' credit card in. will try to call and say they want to have a graduation party or um, you have a fraternity that calls and they try to book it. Um, we, if we have any suspicion, we hire security that sits at the bottom of all of our properties' driveways, and uh, and that's on you know just something that we do to protect for our next guest. I mean, our guest experience is our number one. Um, you know, getting guests to repeat and tell their friends and family about us is uh, you know one of our one of our major takeaways. Um, when a when a guest is uh, talking about our brand, we want them to share it. So, so you rent you, you rent your properties to to some pretty high end groups because they're high end homes. Um, tell me about the um, the Super Bowl experiences you've had. Um, you know, so we've had I've been through two different Super Bowls, and uh, you know it's it's an amazing experience. Um, there's a lot of great takeaways from the Super Bowl. I mean, first is the income. Uh, the income is unparalleled to any other event. That is uh, that has ever been through the Scottsdale area. Um, the Super Bowl is the numbers and the corporate money that is spent in the area is is just unbelievable, and it still shocks me to this day. Um, you know that you can book properties as high as we did. We were lucky enough to you know run out to some fairly large names: uh, Mark Cuban, Katy Perry. Uh, we had some very large guests that were that were. Uh, we were very fortunate to have and, you know, paid out, paid well to have a luxury home during that time of year. Um, I'm, I'm always intrigued at this, you know, when um, I, I'm, ass- I'm assuming that you don't work directly with these people. You're working with their people to, um, to, to book a place, right? Uh, yes. Well, you'd be surprised. Uh, sometimes we do get calls directly from um, some, you know, when it comes to a business person, sometimes that, you know, whether it's their uh, assistant or something, we'll put you right in touch with them because some of them are very particular and they want to make sure things are their way. But otherwise, yes, you are dealing with their handlers. Um, you know, when we deal with a lot of the celebrities, athletes, um, we deal with what they call their handler uh, and kind of handles or takes care of everything for them. Um, and, you know, they, it, they're they very much uh, 
you know, a liaison between yourself and the, the guest you have. Yeah. And, um, but they, they still have to, um, submit the same, the same rules and rules of the home and look after the place in, um, in, in the same way as just a, a general family would, right? We do find it's a little more challenging dealing with people that think they do rules don't apply to them, but we are very clear that the rules do apply to them and that, uh, to make sure and that we're going to deliver the same product they're getting to the next guest. They need to follow within those rules and regulations and guidelines of each one of our homes. Yeah, I've, I came across uh, I came across a, sub, a couple of um, of of news stories that uh, that that featured you and your homes. One in USA Today back in uh, 2015, and you know I, I love this Ryan Liebentritt standing by a luxurious infinity pool on the outer deck of an 11 million dollar cliffside mansion with a postcard view of the Arizona sunset stretched out in front of him. And yet he's stressed. <laughs> I love the start of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to deliver there when you're delivering these luxurious homes and you're renting them out, um, you know, in the six figure uh, numbers. I mean, some of these went um, well into the six figures. Uh, you know, we're talking, um, we had uh, during the Super Bowl, we had four different homes rent for over a hundred thousand dollars a piece um, during that weekend period. And how long's how long's that for? Just just for a weekend? Uh, you know, it, it was uh, we had a we had a uh, minimum. It it didn't really matter. We would allow anybody to use up the home to seven days, but it was a we we labeled a price for the weekend. So you could have it up to seven days. Some only used it four days, but the price was for a week surrounding that that weekend, and they were allowed to kind of adjust the dates that worked with their schedules. Yeah, well, I imagine um, celebrities of any sort are, are more than happy to spend their time in a in a vacation home rather than even the penthouse of a of a hotel. Yeah, that's what we found. Um, we found there was a lot of and even athletes um, that that were uh, that had any kind of controversy or anything going on that when they weren't in the Super Bowl, they wanted to stay in the homes. They wanted to stay out of the limelight of the media. They wanted to make sure that they had their privacy. So it did work out well. Um, a lot of them did hire security in addition to having a private home that we didn't, you know, disclose who was at it. But, um, they, you know, so but yes, they do very much enjoy the uh, private home and feeling like they have their own home mm-hmm. in the city they're traveling. So, so we're talking here about the really high, high, the highest end of the luxury home market. But that term luxury is bandied about a lot. You know, we people are using these superlatives like stunning, amazing, luxurious. So I just wanted to come back to this term luxury. And I mean, you're, you're defining it in terms of, of an experience that you give to guests. But when we met together in Chicago, I was quite interested. We, I don't know if you recall, we had this conversation about coffee makers. Yeah, I do and, recall that conversation. And and because it's something that I had done years ago when I started out, um, I bought a new house to rent out and, and I thought, well, this time I'm really going to go to town on my appliances. So I went out and bought the highest end, um, just drip coffee machine. I'm not talking about the fancy espressos, but, uh, but just a drip coffee machine. And it was, it was several hundred dollars and it had it was all singing or swinging. It had the uh, the coffee grinder that was built in, so you ground your coffee beans, and then they just they just went straight into the into the dispenser, and there was your freshly ground coffee. 
I think it broke on the first use, or in fact, it didn't break. It's just we, we had after three calls from the guest to say, I can't use this thing. <laughs> and then that followed up with another call to say, I think it's broken. And they'd, they'd forced something in it and something had snapped off. And I thought, well, this wasn't too good a purchase, perhaps. So it was really interesting to talk to you. And you, you in fact, you came up with it first. And I, and I realized that I'm not the only one out there with that, uh, with that issue. Yeah, and, and so, you know, we go, we go right back to, you know, what do you say luxury is? And it, it goes, I mean, the, the coffee machine is, is a great, it, it is this very simple thing to tell people about. And it comes to the guest experience. If they can use it, they can operate it, and they can make coffee, the guest experience is great. We have, um, we have a, multiple homes with the built-in espresso machines. And whether it's a Miele product or it's a Sub-Zero product, People don't know how to use it that aren't familiar with it. And that isn't a good guest experience. You could have the, the coolest, most state-of-the-art coffee espresso machine, but if people can't use it, it's not a good guest experience. Um, we, and we've, taken, we've combated that with even video tutorials that we keep on iPads at every home. But I'll tell you what, when it comes to requirements at a home, we require a drip coffee maker in every home. Because I'll tell you what, luxury is about getting what you want when you want it, knowing how to do it. Um, so luxury, you know, luxury, it doesn't only just include the services and the luxury amenities that I can, you know, I can list off, but it includes, you know, really the experience. So, so what else can, can an owner do if, I mean, they, if they haven't got an $11 million property, maybe they've got a $500,000 property, um, but they want to offer it as a luxury um, a luxury product to their demographic. You know, as you change demographics, expectations change. So it is it is likely that a much more modest property can be determined to be luxury um, if it's if it's kitted out in the right way. What g- give me some examples of of what owners can do to move their properties into a luxury bracket. You know, I very much agree with you, and you're right. The the things that I would say that can move a property from a regular property into the into the luxury market, or just the the, the property that's just the above and beyond, um, and that really can regrab that guest and keep them um, as your guest for a lifetime, is really what you want to do. But it starts with it's really that guest experience. How does the guest experience go? Um, how easy is it from booking? To checking in, to checking out, and rebooking. Um, you know, and I'm gonna, t- you know, let me tell you about a couple of the services that we kind of offer, and we do offer it a luxury product in a $500,000 house here in Scottsdale, and people love it. Um, you know, we start with our services. We start with a villa ambassador um, that's there to do check-in and property overview. The villa ambassador meets the guest, make sure that they know their flight numbers before, so that we're at the property when they arrive. Um, whether their flight's late or early. Um, we make sure that we go over the entire property with them, how things work, such as the drip coffee maker or the, um, the ice maker. Um, the, you know, there's all kinds of different things at a home, especially in the homes that people don't know how to use. That little, that little bit of a villa ambassador giving that small touch can make a regular house feel like a luxury product when you, they know how to use it. We offer something with, you know, a guest service and a concierge agent. Um, we do a welcome call. 
when they first book the property, 30 days prior to booking the property, we do a welcome call two days before to make sure that their flights haven't changed and that we're going to be at the property on time. We do a checkup call afterwards that says, you know, is there anything that you don't have that you need? Is there anything that isn't working at the house that we can help you with? Um, Those little things can start putting you into that luxury category. Another recommendation that I say is it really makes that luxury experience is we do a small gift basket and we stock the fridge with some beverages. Because we all know when you first get in and you get off the plane, you're done traveling, we all love to go grab a cold beer out of the fridge or cold water, soda, whatever it is, whatever floats your boat. But when you first walk into that, that couple dollar beer that you can put and it, it hits your lips, you just know you're on vacation, you're relaxed, you're in your spot. Um, and everybody has something different, but we offer a little bit of that for everybody in, in when they first arrive. We go to daily maid service. Every single day we offer daily maid service at every one of our properties, and it's included in the price. And that allows us to go into every single property, make sure it's kind of put back together, picked up, and it's ready for the guests that next day. Um, we do two hours of daily maid service at every one of our properties every day. Um, and that is included in the price, and there is no extra charge for that. Um, That kind of takes us in, and we feel that gives us that luxury touch that nobody else has. Um, So when we advertise luxury, we really feel that we can put our stamp and our brand behind saying this is a luxury product. You know, and I keep talking about the luxury services and the guest experience. Those are things that really do help with the guest experience, but you can go into other things like the luxury amenities, such as linens. And you can go into, you know, saying you have 400 thread count or, you know, different kinds of linens. But I really think, you know, a quality linen and a consistent linen throughout the property um, gives that luxury touch. Um, You know, not having blue and red sheets in different rooms, but really just using white, clean linens in every room is really kind of gives that luxury touch. In our luxury homes, we offer sundries, um, shampoo, a conditioner, mouthwash, and body soap, and you know, to all the guests, and we replenish those daily. Um, we offer, you know, to touch on the guest experience again is the iPad. We have an iPad that allows essentially a guest to check their email on it, use the browser to look things up. Um, we offer how-to videos on every single house: how to use the TV, how to use the coffee maker, how to use the front door um, to get in and out of the house, how to turn on the pool heat or the hot tub heat. Um, those kind of things we do with how-to videos at the homes. Um, and also on the iPads, we offer recommendations and activities. Uh, so really from the booking through the entire guest experience, we're there for, for them with an extra touch. And I'd say that's what luxury is. That sounds, sounds wonderful. I mean, I'll, I'll come back and touch on a few of the things that, that you said. You talked about the, the calls just prior to them leaving just to make sure that they've got everything set i like that it's not something that um that is 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 usually done i mean i i stay in a lot of vacation rentals and and i don't think i've ever had uh, a connection with an owner or um a rental management company prior to you know between booking and and actually leaving on the vacation so that's that's quite nice i've been trying to think of of ways of making that connection with the guest um, because it brings you back to mind as well, you know, who they actually booked through, because that's something I, I, you probably agree with me that's happening with with the growth of uh, and changes in the OTAs, almost taking away the identity of the property management company 
that actually supplies the property. You're you're very right. And we saw this coming um, over two years ago. And we said, what is the way that we can stay and make sure we maintain business? The biggest thing that we said is referrals and repeats. And our concentration on every single rental is turning them into a repeat. And if we can do that with different touches throughout their stay to remind them that, hey, we're here for you and we're better than everybody else and we're going to strive to be the best for you every time, we feel like we can get them back. And we think that that takes a little bit of power away from the OTAs. How, how do you go about working towards getting these referrals and, and repeats? You know, I, I, I understand you know, all the stuff you're doing prior to the to the stay and during the stay, but what do you do after to encourage those? We have we put everybody on a on a newsletter, um, so everybody gets a newsletter about you know whether it's a new home we're offering in the area or activities that are happening in the area. And we constantly remind the people that we're here for them and that we're going to be here for the next day. So guest communication through email is a big thing. We do also call our guests six months after their stay and ask them if they're interested in staying again with us. Um, that is one thing that we can do and we can reach out to them because we know their booking date and we know when they stayed with us last. And we can use both those to create essentially an algorithm that allows us to set up phone calls to call them and solicit our services for the next stay. Using You're using newsletters, you're using calls. Um, any other methods of of, of capturing those repeat guests. I think um, so, something that's, that, that's always comes to mind is that what we do with Airbnb guests, you know, how do we connect with them and, and get them to realize that this is not just an, I've got quote marks here, an Airbnb. You know, I'm staying in an Airbnb. How do you get them to appreciate that this is a holidayrental.com property? Yeah, and we definitely we we you know we definitely don't use the per- term Airbnb as a uh, as essentially we stayed in an Airbnb like it's a noun um, around here uh, because we don't believe um, that we're staying in that we believe we're staying in you know a, a vacation rental or holiday rental. But what do we do to uh, to grab the guests and really tell them that we are not that, that um, we let them know that there is discounts if they book directly with us. And that if they book directly with us, we will be there to service their needs above and beyond just booking like a hotel or turning it into just another commodity. And we explain to our guests that there's a lot out there and we understand that. We're going to guarantee you a level of service. You have our phone numbers, you have our names, and we're going to put it behind it. We're going to put our stamp behind your stay. Yeah, it's, it's about that branding, isn't it? It's very much about the branding, and it's making sure that the guest feels they can text you, email you, call you at any time, and uh, reach out. Uh, it's amazing when I started um, eight, nine years ago with uh, with my homes, and I started on my own cell phone, and a guest would text me back, and I still get text messages to this day from guests that stayed six to eight years ago. Um, I got one yesterday. It was It's great knowing that they just feel that they have that touch. They can reach out to us and say, hey, what do you got for me? That's the impressions that we made that, you know, allows us to keep our brand um, instead of them thinking they can go on one of the OTAs and book. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, you're a, you're a millennial, um, albeit at the, uh, at the top end, I'm guessing. <laughs> yes. Um, how, how does the millennial market uh, 
how has that impacted the way that you do your marketing for your business? You know, the the millennials aren't as large of a of the, of our segment as we would like them to be. Um, we do try to reach the millennials, and that is using some of the OTAs and using social media to to reach out. Um, the millennials aren't really our market. Anybody under you know thirty five um, is either doing bachelor parties or they're they're doing group golf trips, and they seem to want to have twenty people in a house that fits twelve. Um, so they're not really our market, so I can't totally tell you mm-hmm. exactly how to reach out to the millennials, but we do focus on social media and we we use the OTAs for the younger for the younger groups. I, I know that um, a few years ago, and and I was bulking at millennial travelers, and somebody said, "Yeah, but they may be millennials now, but millennials are now settling down, marrying, having babies, and starting their families." And it's like because because they're now into their early to mid 30s or the, you know, the top end are um my son mike is he's he's coming up on 37 and still considers himself a millennial at that top end you know married two kids um stable career so so it, it it's just interesting in looking you know i find it interesting looking at it from that perspective because it doesn't seem that long ago that we were thinking about millennials as just being bachelor party and and golf groups, but they are that you know that that demographic is is changing as it ages. You know, and, and what we do find though is people like your son that have kids and are married and maybe traveling with their family, or um, they will pick up the phone and they do want to know a little more details than what Airbnb or Homeway is going to give them. Um, so the millennials that are booking our luxury product and are to that more, more mature state, aren't just taking the chances with some of the stuff that's out there booking it on an OTA. They want to know there's some reassurance behind the product if they're spending two to $4,000 per night mm-hmm. um, and that there's somebody behind the product that's willing to give them that guarantee and not just Airbnb. Because when they get to vacation, if it's once, twice, or three times a year, they don't want to waste those days. They want to know somebody is there to stand behind the product. I mean, sure, Airbnb can give you your money back, but they've ruined your vacation if the house isn't right. Um, so we do find that the millennials will even reach out to us to talk to us and make sure that there's somebody behind the product that is going to deliver what they say is advertised. Yeah, I always find that interesting because we're always sort of, we, we've, we've been brainwashed into believing, particularly by Airbnb, that millennials don't want this. They don't want to talk to anybody. They just want to go on their phones and go found a place, click, booked, that's it. Um, but from my experience and from talking to others, you are exactly right. These these people do want to know more about the place than it's just on a listing. They they have questions just like anybody else. So so that you know I I, I found it, it's interesting to hear you say that. When it, when you're talking booking uh, and it, it, when you're the millennials, I guess what I'm referring to is the people that really are just kind of flying by the seat of their pants and booking something on Airbnb. I see that as a little bit crazy. Um, cause I really want to know who's behind that product. I'm not willing to vacation and risk seven days of my, you know, 14 or 21 days a year I take, um, on somebody that says they have three reviews on Airbnb. It just isn't something that I would do. And we find a lot of our clients aren't willing to do that either. They want to talk to us and they want to ask us very specific questions about each bedroom layout. Where's the kid going to sleep? Is there a closet big enough we can put a pack and play in because we don't want to sleep in the same room and hear the baby? There's a lot of very good questions 
that aren't answered on the platforms that we can't answer in person and really give a great recommendation to those people um, out of our personal experiences that you really can't convey in some of the just, you know, the uh, 500 word descriptions that were allowed on some of those OTAs. Um, my experience goes back years and years ago to to the, the, the travel agent and the glossy brochure that you used to pick up from a travel agent, which because, you know, I'm going back to the days before computers and we, we used to pick up these brochures from the travel agents and and flick through them and spend hours poring over all these glossy photos. But then we wanted to go back into the travel agency and talk to the people who'd been there. It's always been like that, and I can't see that changing. And I, it, it just blows me away a little that the OTAs seem to think that the bulk of travelers are happy to, to I'm not saying book sight unseen, because people don't get to go and, and check something out before they go, but they want to check it out in some way by, by asking those questions. So, so whether you know, this is ultimately going to backfire on them, um, it will be very interesting to see. Yeah, I think it could. It's either going to backfire on them, and uh, that somebody new is going to be is going to come up and uh, and offer a product that people want, and we we know that people want it. I mean, it's amazing um, some of the emails and messaging we get through the different platforms, telling them, and they'll cuss us out for not just calling them, and then their numbers blanked out. So it'd be like. Um, I don't want to use any explicit language, but you know they'll, they'll be saying, why don't you just blank call me? All I want to do is talk to somebody. And we can't call them because their number's blanked out. And if we write them back, call or anything, you, you start seeing them, you know, the, the OTA scrubbing that language. Um, so we see the frustration. We know the frustration that people are dealing with. So I think there's going to be two results. Either um, we're going to get owners and managers to stand behind another product and start you know, taking a chance with another product and getting on board um, to create an, a second community or another community outside the OTAs um, that'll, that offers this. Or what we're going to see is people going back to less booking, less vacation rentals because they don't feel comfortable with them. Uh, people will book a hotel if they don't, if they don't feel comfortable booking the vacation rentals. So we will see either a decline in the market because of the restrictions and our hands being tied or we're going to see, um, you know, another community come up and uh, really provide the product that people want. Yeah, so that's that's a good segue, really, into asking you to tell us about Trips, Trips.com. Because I had not heard of Trips.com before we met in, in Chicago, and I've since had a, had a... Um, an opportunity to have a look at at the website. So, so just to, just introduce us all to to what trips.com is about. Yeah, I mean trips.com um which is, you know, tripz or t r i p z trips.com as we call it, um is uh is a product essentially made by um property managers that are pushing back against the OTA saying this isn't fair. You can't expect us to live within this small box that you've created for a product that people that doesn't fit in there. Um, you know, the vacation re- rentals are so much bigger than a hotel. They're so much more complex. They're so much greater. The experience is so much different. And if we want to put them in a box with hotels, uh, we are going to lose travelers. 
um, we're going to lose the experience that people are used to when it comes to booking a vacation rental. A vacation rental is the experience with the local management company. And you know what? It's it, those experiences with those individual homeowners that are amazing, that provide such a great product and a unique product in so many different locations that hotels could never be in. Um, that. And if we lose, you know, if we lose that um, because we're trying to put all vacation rentals into a box like hotels, uh, it's, it's not going to work. Um, Trip started because we don't believe that, you know, the um, the OTAs are correct. We believe that the homeowners still need to talk to the guests. The guests still need to talk to the homeowners. Open communication is key to vacation rentals. So are direct bookings. Um, vacation rentals were were cost effective for large families, and with a twelve to eighteen percent markup that these OTAs want to um, capture, uh, you're you're starting to price vacation rentals and people's vacations out of what's reachable. Uh, we don't, you know, I don't believe in that either. Um, you know, and you're talking about open communication, direct bookings, and you know, running a business the way you want, which is. Get recapturing your guest over and over again without having to pay somebody else um, to a commission every single time when you've already recaptured that guest. Uh, owning a guest is what we call it. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure that uh, that it, with Holiday Rental that we own the guest, that it's our guest, um, that Airbnb isn't remarketing to that guest for my property, that we're marketing prior to Airbnb marketing that property to them. Um, Trip started with those premises in mind saying, hey, listen, you can't treat us like this, and you can't treat the guests like this. This is not the best guest experience. Trips.com fully believes in open communication and transparency um, when it comes to the way we're going to be doing business. So so what's in it for the independent owner? Um, The independent owner is uh, allowed to market themselves um, with their phone number, with their email address, and have direct communication, control their ad and control the communication. Um, we also coming out with a new feature that will be launched next week where you, the owner will have its own profile to talk about that owner, whether they have one or two or 10 homes and really brand themselves or brand their house name to the to potential travelers. Um, Trips.com believes that the, uh, the best guest experience is by people having a reputation and people rebooking, wanting to rebook their guest over and over again, and them and the management company or the property owner owning the experience. Is this sort of harking back to the to the days of of the old VRBO Home Away? Uh, yes, it is. It, it's exactly it's exactly right. It's that what what created a great industry and what made the industry flourish. Um, was the old way of doing it, was the um, the VRBO model, essentially allowing people to put up a, a product that they love, their, their vacation home, and allow it to share it with the rest of the world, openly and on their terms. And that's what we believe at trips.com we are going to do and how we are going to change the world is we're going to keep it what made it great. We're going to keep it that way. Um, we are going to make sure that we allow open communication between a management company and a traveler or an owner and a traveler. Um, the guest experience will be better. Um, Trips.com believes in it so much. Uh, we will be The product will be launching in uh, next week. We'll allow you to have your own domain. It, so it'll be trips.com forward slash holiday rental or trips.com forward slash 
uh, Canada Cottages, what, whatever your name is, we want you to know that you can advertise on our platform and we are not taking the guest away from you. So what happens when, when trips.com um, you know, starts, starts to be a, a big player in the marketplace and you know, HomeAway is not going to like that, so they'll come along perhaps and say, hey, Ryan, I'm going to give you X number of dollars to bring trips.com into the HomeAway fold. So what are you going to say to that? We have a $100 million guarantee we're coming out with next week with our new product, and it's a $100 million guarantee. We're guaranteeing that we will buy back every dollar in advertising you've ever spent with trips.com if we ever change our business model and don't allow open communication, period. That's it. We will buy back, and I will give you back every single dollar that you've ever spent with us if we take those things away. Because I'll tell you what, we're not taking them away. We're not here to sell out. We are not here to um, fit the mold of Expedia and some of the big OTAs. We are here because we want to keep this industry great. If it, you know, it really needs to, and people need to embrace that and get on board with it and trust that we are here for them because we're not selling out. And that is our $100 million guarantee. We essentially are putting out a guarantee that allows Homeway to never be able to buy us. Because they're not going to buy somebody and they're not going to reimburse everybody all everybody's ads. Um, because we're going to be here for you. Well, that's uh, that's that sounds like a, a a major guarantee to make, and uh, and it's probably a good point to um, to close off our conversation. And we'll look forward to that launch. So, uh, what would you like to uh, offer in closing here, Ryan, to to our listeners? I really want to tell you know, to any of the listeners if you want to go to that luxury product, um, you can. Um, you know, really focus on that guest experience. If that guest experience is great, you're going to take all the power away from the OTAs. They will rebook with you. They will tell their friends and their family about you. Um, my closing statement is, you know, st- do what's best for the guest um, and it will be what's best for you in the end. Uh, getting the right guest, putting them in the right house and uh, giving them the giving them everything that you advertise. And uh, the, this industry will stay great and be very desirable for the long term well thank you so yeah and thank you very much um we'd love it if everybody tried out uh trips.com um and that's t-r-i-p-z.com and uh thank you very much for having me today uh you're very welcome ryan and uh, it's been it's been a pleasure and i'm sure with your connection with avroa we'll meet up again very soon yes look forward to it Well, you know, I always love to talk to people who have motivation and enthusiasm about this industry. And Ryan certainly is, is one of those. And I, you know, I've always been so fascinated about um, the rental of luxury homes and, and how, it, you know, how it actually works when you're, you're asking dollars $70,000, $80,000, $100,000 for a few days of rental. You know, what is it that these people want? How are they going to treat the place? And and having given you having given the owner all that money, does it really matter anyway if they if they do a little bit of damage? I never did ask, you know, do you take a damage deposit? And what sort of money would that be? So so that that was interesting. It was it was and the other thing is is about is about luxury because what what Ryan was talking about in terms of, of making a product a luxury product is really no different to what many of us already do. You know, we're providing fabulous linens, we're providing amenity kits, 
we are perhaps communicating with guests before, during, and after their stay. Our appliances are really up to date. So we're probably already there in terms of of luxury. And sometimes it's 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 simply the location that puts something in a luxury bracket. You know, I know in up up here in my area that a property that fetches maybe two thousand a week in my immediate area, which is about an hour and a half north of Lake Ontario. That same property, if we were able to transplant it up in what we call um, Muskoka, which is which is a region two hours north of Toronto, which has the the three biggest lakes in southern Ontario, and that's Lake Muskoka, Lake Joseph, and Lake Rosso. And on those lakes, you'll find the all the celebrity properties. This is where the celebrities from um, from around North America, a lot of them have homes on uh, homes or estates on those lakes. So if you're to transport my modest property at two thousand a week and put it on Lake Muskoka or Lake Rosso or Lake Joseph, it could probably double in value. So the location obviously delivers some form of luxury value in itself. So I'm guessing you know Scottsdale, Arizona. In the areas that uh, that Ryan deals with, these areas are commanding higher prices anyway. So yeah, it's all it's all fascinating. I just very interested in in this whole luxury area. Um, and just thinking, you know, whether you could take a, a a thousand thousand square foot cabin and and create a real luxury environment in there. And I guess you can because I've I've seen these done in yurts. You know, you see a, a, a yurt that is absolutely luxuriously decked out with, with a four-poster bed and all the the amazing Moroccan style furniture and furnishings, and that makes a real luxury accommodation. So yeah, interesting stuff. So I want to thank Ryan for sharing his time with me and for you, my listeners, for being here as, as well. I haven't said this for a while, but as you know, if you want to contact me directly, you can at heather at cottageblogger.com. I'm always absolutely delighted to get any emails, any comments on the show, any suggestions on what I can do to improve it, to bring you some interesting Uh, guests and interesting interviews, just let me know. So for now, I'd like to thank you once again for being with me. It's always a pleasure to know that your ear is at the end of my voice and, and I look forward to being with you again very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.